So <clears throat> this would take it uh, Bendgate to the whole new level. <laughs> and well, can we 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 would then dub it uh, Hyper Extend Gate? Yeah, and then Apple would say you're bending it wrong. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. bending it wrong. <laughs> This is episode 293 on March 28th, 2019. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and other things. I'm Joseph Ferreira. I'm Dave Podner. I'm Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman. And we have a full crew. And uh, Greg is uh, hovering over the cough button, but uh, we're glad he's on here. Uh, And uh, so before we dive into what we did this week, let's go ahead and do some non-rumored rumors. Wait, do I have a jingle for that? Uh, uh, Let's play this. Nah, news team and barely. All right. So this okay, we, we, we all can agree over here, you know, all three of us on the call, that was absolutely the absolute perfect thing to play. <laughs> they can't hear you. So uh, for everybody else listening, you heard it. They can't. All right. Um, <laughs> uh greg had uh posted a youtube video uh in our message group prior to the show starting and we got a little bit of a chuckle out of it and some were dreamy got starry-eyed uh but w- greg why don't you explain to everybody what this video is about well it's it's just a um you know a mock-up video a concept video of what Apple could possibly produce as a foldable phone. Um, they call it the iPhone 10. Like they use the X, of course, but the iPhone 10 Fold, <laughs> and it actually looks really good. Uh, if I thought it was one of those, you know, dumb, lame concept videos, I probably wouldn't even have shared it. But I really like the looks of this thing. It's, uh, you know, it looks like probably the size of an iPhone 10 you know, when it's folded up and, but then it opens up, of course, to twice the size. Uh, there's a screen on the front when it's folded over, there's a screen on the front and it's got the notch on the top and all that stuff. But when it's opened up, it, it, um, it actually, you know, looks pretty impressive, uh, on the backside, like when it's folded over on the backside, it has the, uh, rumored three camera array um, you know, in a big square in the corner. And, uh, um, I don't know. I, I just, I just thought, you know, if, if they put this out there and if I had the money and it would probably take a lot of money for this thing, knowing them, but if, if I had the money, I, I would probably buy this, even though I saw what, uh, you know, Samsung and Huawei put out for their foldable phones and I really wasn't impressed, but, um, you know, I also said to the guys when I when I shared this in the messenger chat, call me a fanboy, but uh, I like it. Yeah, so I didn't. I, I didn't get your guys' initial reaction, <laughs> but uh, I'm dying to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, spoiler alert: um, the the beginning part of the episode is our pre-show kind of banter so you're not going to hear exactly what we said when we first saw it um i don't uh you know i i did record it i may put that at the end um but yeah i'll probably do that so i'm looking at this and i am totally skeptical but uh matt what was your reaction to it um, as a concept, I thought it looked pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think I said before when we kind of mentioned the Samsung phone a couple weeks ago that, um, I'd be totally down for a phone like that, you know, something that 
is folded up you know it's the same size as the iphone is now um and i'd be happy with either the iphone 10 size or the the max uh size either one um and then you know for it to fold out and double in size and have all that screen real estate i mean it'd be super awesome for photo editing in my opinion um and you know just other stuff um not photo related like you know maybe watching videos and you know reading reading magazines which um I always think I'm going to do on my phone, but I don't because it's really not <laughs> yeah. that great of an experience. And, um, you know, just, just stuff like that. It would, it would be awesome. And, and I mean, perhaps maybe it would be good for, uh, you know, shooting as well. You know, maybe if you had a, um, I don't know, not perfect eyesight or something like that, it could, uh, you know, just help make the, the screen a little larger and, and help, you know, compose your shot and that kind of stuff. So I, I think there'd be a lot of benefits to having a, a phone like that. And, um, you know, I, I don't expect that if in the future, if Apple does, uh, come out with something like that, I don't think it's going to look exactly like that per se, but, yeah. um, you know, that, that was a fun concept. It was pretty, pretty neat to, to see and just kind of, I don't know. Imagine what if what if that came out soon? That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean the the nice thing about it too is that it it's it's very thin compared to the um, ones that are in the in the market right now. So when it's folded together, it doesn't look like it's going to take up that much space. <clears throat> like you know, you're not yeah. going to have a brick in your pocket. Yeah, it's it's thicker than it's you know, folded together. It'll be thicker than. You know the current phones that that Apple has, but um, you know when when you open it up, it looks like it's going to be rather thin, according to the concept. Right, right. Caveat. All right, um, Dave, what are your thoughts on it? I'm going to play old man here. I'm just thinking about the practicality and the physics, which I know none of the concept designers have to actually worry about the actual physics of everything. Just make it happen. And I just see a giant fail. Um, I mean, Apple right now is having trouble with the notebooks they put out with the core, with the um, connector not being long enough mm. and having issues because Power when they connector? open and shut the notebook, it's just the, the, the cord's not long enough and it's causing issues oh. that way. Got it. And that's a notebook where I know they're shoving. Basically, their notebook is not much more than you know in terms of the the chipset. It's a whole bunch of battery and a little bit of chipset. But on a phone, where you know, the supposed excuse for getting rid of the headphone jack is to save a little bit of volume. If you have something foldable like that, you're going to squeeze every little bit out. And thinking about just in terms of battery life and everything else, I really uh, am. I'm also thinking if you have screens, especially the way they're showing, I know Samsung's already is already producing it, but I'm kind of interested to see what the real life battery life is. Yeah, and how hot that phone's going to get because you basically have powering three screens. You just might as well suck the battery right out of that thing. I mean, even with OLED and new battery, new you know, uh, battery technology, you're t- uh, even you're you're tripling the amount of battery drain, and at best doubling the amount of batteries in there. Yeah. So, and honestly, if you take the phone. The phone, like a 10 now, and you double it in thickness. Admittedly, I have mine in the case because I tend to drop stuff. Yeah. But you double that thing in thickness. You're talking, you know, you're you're going back to the old, old thick phones and heavy. Yeah. And it'll be pretty heavy, too. So, now, if they say this is, you know, especially since they came out with the brand new iPad, the new mini uh, less than a week ago, and admittedly, it's not. It's I, re- I I don't see Apple 
you know, a company that has so far decided not to put out a, um, a, a notebook you can touch, but they rather you buy a notebook and an iPad on top of it coming out where the device that says, well, you don't have to buy an iPad mini and a phone. You can buy just one device. You know, they want you to buy both devices. Right. So Instead of I having really, a phablet, it, you'd have both a tablet and an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, they're not going to put this out this year. I, I mean, no, 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 no. don't even don't even look for it this year. Oh no, um, no. I, I think I'm, I'd, I'm not I'd, even talking down the road. I think at best it'd be next year. But mm. I, I heard a I heard Phil Schiller talk on a podcast not too long ago. I forget which which show it was, but he said that they don't they don't want to make things. Um, you know, how how did he put that? They don't want to make things them. just because everybody else yeah. is making them. They're, you know, they they, they want to make things the best for their customers, and so they're not going to put this out until it is better than Huawei, better than Samsung, better than whoever else decides to put something like this out. So I think you know, with with the issues like you mentioned, Dave, like with overheating or um, you know heating up, you know, powering all those screens and stuff. I just can't see them um, putting a product out that's going to heat up like that. You're, I mean, yes, there's been issues, you know, <laughs> with some of their devices in the past, but I don't know. I, I and again, it's the fanboy coming out in me, I guess, but I just don't think they're going to put something out until they know that it's going to work, work well, and be the best thing out there for the. I was. For the I was masses. just. When you, you when you were mentioning that about overheating, I was thinking to myself, oh, and then they have this new added feature. It's called the iFan. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mention that because when my wife retired from work, one of the guys that she worked with gave her a little fan that you plug into the bottom of your iPhone. Yeah, the iPhone. You know, makes it work because, <laughs> you know, where, where she worked, it was really hot in the summertime. Yeah. And, you know, she always wanted to have a fan on her and that, you know, and I don't, I don't blame her. It was really hot over there. But um, <laughs> they got this little fan for her and I thought that was a pretty good gag gift. So, but that would be, that'd be cool if something like that could just pop out of the back and then, you know, cool, cool the back of the phone or something. Yeah. So, all right. I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at this thing in, uh, and you'll probably hear it at the end of the show, but I, I'm looking at this thing as a total uh, disaster waiting to happen. Uh, too many moving parts. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I think I, how did I phrase it? This is uh, instead of, uh, oh, okay. instead of uh, Ben Gate, this would be, this would be Ben Gate on steroids or something like that. I can't remember. Um, I, I I see this as a potential problem, and uh, you know, oh, I I think I called it um, uh, instead of Ben Gate, it's going to be Hyperextend Gate or something like that. Uh, you, whenever you have something that folds, uh, think of the process of it hyperextending itself, and what's that going to do uh, to to the device? And um, and then I was thinking, usually I put these things in a case of some sort because um, I'm prone to dropping things. And and then you know, imagine if there was a little bit of dirt or something that was in between the two screens that would uh, you know would would it would it allow for screen uh, protection? You know uh, when you fold it. So. I see a lot of potential problems, a lot of things that could uh, possibly go wrong or that would cause me to rethink the way I protect my phone. Now, as a concept for, for more, more real estate, hey, I'm all for that. You know, yeah, more, more real estate, the better, as long as it stays in a nice compact form. It's kind of mm -hmm. oxymoronic, but um, I... Yeah, I just I'm looking at it going. That's an expensive accident waiting to happen. Yeah, um, and and honestly, just if when Apple 
now I don't know if it's changed over the years, but in the past, like we can only go over in the past, you know, when, if you guys remember when netbooks were all the rage yeah, and people were saying, oh, Apple has to come out with its own version of the netbook. Oh, how can Apple compete with the netbook? And they came out with the iPad. Right. So they said, well, and, and honestly, this is what good engineering design does. It says, okay, people say they want this. How can we give this to them without making something, just kind of shoving something together? You know, people right. people want more real estate on their phone without their phone being massively huge and they can't carry it anymore. And then they look like, they look unusual trying to be nice holding up this giant glass slate up to your face if you ever call, which I know not a lot of people make calls anymore. Or if you're trying to take a photo, you know, I occasionally have had to use an iPad to take photos and I love having that screen size to look at what I'm taking a photo of, but it's not exactly easy to hold. Oh, wait, I got. I have the perfect solution. Are you guys ready? Okay. Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down and buckled in. Okay. Apple glasses. Crickets. No, that's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> I heard they're working on that. Are, are yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the so. rumor is that's one of the things they're working on. Is um, some kind of uh, augmented reality glasses, like Google Glass, but... Yeah, hopefully it's something better than Google Glass. Better, yeah. You know, if if they had a way of doing Google Glass, but it was like both eyes and and using up the (laughs) concaved, you know, uh, lens of regular glasses or sunglasses, that type of thing, I, I think that would be cool. Um, I think if Google would have went to industries and said, here's something you can use for P like Joe, when you were up in the truck, yeah, you know, on the cherry picker and someone said, Oh, we want you to look for this and you could see it projected on top of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That would have been great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Instead of them trying to make it a fashion sense and, you know, coming out with a, you know, Google saying this is something that you're going to use as a date, put it, put in industry first, let it use that way. And then people get used to it and then introduce a home model. So there is one company that I know about. I don't, I don't remember the name, but it was um, associated through a friend of mine where they had. They were marketing, they were trying to market to police officers so that they could have real-time information in front of them while they were, you know, conducting a traffic stop or something like that. And it was uh, more beefier than, say, what Google Glass was. Um, But, you know, I know there are companies out there that are trying to develop stuff like this. The question is, how do they how do they uh, get it to work and how can it be? um, There's there's a lot of issues that you run into. And I've never used Google Glass uh, glasses or anything like that. So I don't know. But whenever you have something in front of your eyes and you're looking off into the horizon, uh, whatever's right in front of you is going to be out of focus. So, uh, so you're going to have to focus in on what's in front of your eyes. Uh, and you know, so I don't know how that, how that's going to work. I think, you know, there's, you know, a lot of physics that has to go on that, uh, has to be overcome in order for a heads up display to be that close to our eyeballs. But I don't know, something to think about. (laughs) Um, so, uh, any, if if this does become a reality, uh, any takers on what it's going to be called when things fail? Because we already have a bend gate. We can't, we can't have two bend gates. Well, it also depends on what fails, though. Right. You know, is it going to be... I, I can imagine something like... Um, 
if it's a wire failing, which is probably which I'm thinking if it's going to fail, it would be, you know, a, a wire actually getting a kink in it. So I can see kink gate. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hyperextend. That'd be something different. Um. Yeah. Well, another thing I heard too is that Corning, I believe it is, is working on bendable glass. Sure. So there's that. But, you know, there's bend gate, but this could be bent gate. Bent. (laughs) (laughs) Crack gate. Crack gate. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I can do, I, I, let, let me let me try to uh, channel HuffPo here. Apple Apple tells its users to get bent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Well, in all honesty, I do see um, I I do see issues with these foldable phones, no matter who puts them out. Right. Uh, I mean, the, I can't. I say, you know, I, I say if Apple put something like this out, and if I had the money, I'd probably get it. But um, I would want to wait and see how the screens perform, you know, in the crease area where it actually makes the fold or the bend. Right. Um, Huawei, they've, they've, I think it's Huawei has theirs that goes folds on the outside, and right. Samsung folds in the, on the inside. But I remember seeing uh, some video footage of the Samsung release. When the guy was demoing it, it looked like he had to put a lot of effort into opening that device, and mm. uh, you know you could just see his his fingernails almost turning white or whatever. Just there's like eleven hundred moving parts in the hinge of that thing. Oh so, gosh! I mean, it, I don't think I think they they put them out before they should have because. Um, you know, they say, oh, uh, one of them, I don't know which one it was, said that it should be good for like a hundred some thousand bends or something like that. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I would certainly have to see how these things perform in the real world before I would put any money out for one. And but I thought it was just a fun video to share with you guys. Yeah, no, we're, we'll have a link in our show notes for you guys to find it, or you can look for the iPhone 10 fold trailer on YouTube. So very cool. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move into our post pick of the week. Post pick of the week. All right, we are done with our weekly photo challenge, which, uh, remind me of the name of it. <laughs> it was Colors and of the Seasons? Uh, color and Contrast. Color and Contrast, yes. Thank you. You think I would have, uh, remembered. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> Since it was your idea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, it wasn't. I wasn't on the show that, that week. I was on last week. I wasn't on the week before. I was in Ohio. Okay, so we can blame it on Mark? Yep. Oh, maybe that's who it was. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Canadian. I apologize. No, that's all right. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, you've been sick, so we'll uh, we'll let you have uh, a little bit of leeway on that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been feeling well either. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Oh... All right. It's all mental. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Matt, uh, I'm going to let you take this away because you were the one that picked the winner. So go for it, man. All righty. Yeah, the uh, the theme or whatever, as you said, was color and contrast. Um, I think what we were looking for there was images that kind of showed off like some really um, – bold uh, color and um, obviously contrast um, but the the contrast could come from you know the the colors themselves you know like one color contrasting with another um, or something like that so um, this was a, a very uh, nice uh, competition or challenge or whatever to scroll through because all the pictures, for the most part, I think there was a couple black and white ones 
Um, but for the most part, very, very colorful uh, pictures. So it was kind of hard to narrow it down. But in the end, I picked a photo from Marie France de Bonne. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Could be Marie um, Franck Debonet. Would you say Debonet? Maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Know I could French, be totally so wrong. I do not. <laughs> uh, you're probably more right than me. In any case, um, her image is basically of a butterfly, and I should have looked up what kind of butterfly, but I didn't. Um, it's a very common butterfly, at least here in. Uh, Parts of the United States I've lived in, I feel like I've seen it everywhere I've lived. Um, it's basically like uh, a butterfly, kind of the size of like a monarch butterfly, if anyone's familiar with those. Um, and it's black and most mostly black and yellow, except for the um, kind of near the, the tail parts of its uh, wings. Uh, there's some blue in there, so it's a very beautiful butterfly, and she captured it looking down on it as it's sitting on top of a, a flower and its wings are open. So you get to see like all the color and everything. And then, uh, the flower, um, again, terrible at plants, not sure what kind of flower it is, but <laughs> I know it's something they sell at like the lawn and garden centers. Cause I've seen them. Uh, I'm just not sure what they're called, but, uh, just a, a very colorful, um, it, the flower is not a marigold, but it's kind of a marigold type flower um, with smaller petals, and it's got an red, orange, yellow color scheme to it. And then what really makes this all pop is that the the background is like completely dark. You know, just um, I'm not sure, you know, exactly how she uh, achieved that. Yeah, you know, I'm sure she did some editing, but um, you know, very just dark black. Um, background and it just makes those flowers and the butterfly just practically yeah. pop right out, you know right out of the image so um, in my opinion it doesn't really get more colorful and more contrasty than that so I feel like this this image really knocked it out of the park so is the black background is that one of the features of the portrait mode with the iPhone 10 Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yes, yeah, it would be. That's the uh, stage lighting. Okay, yeah, that's a. I I like that uh, application right there. I think that was uh, very well done. So, what were your thoughts on this, Dave? Yeah, I mean it. It, and I hope no one takes it. It's almost like something you could post on almost like a velvet type painting. It has that kind of really rich um, color to it. Um, and I like yeah, the, the, the black just brings out the color so much better. Yeah. And almost the butterfly almost looks to be highlighted. Yeah. Uh, kind of like an outline or kind of glowing from the back, the way that whatever she used to get that, um, the black background. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, let's see here. Greg, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a really cool image. Um, definitely taken when in portrait mode and uh, with the stage lighting uh, effect done to it. On the right of the butterfly, like the right wingtip, it seems to have been kind of taken into the... like. If I could see the whole image before she applied the stage lighting, I'm willing to bet that the wingtip got caught up with some of the background in the in the the phone when it did the made the exposure with the depth and it it, it kind of mixed it in with the background because when she applied stage lighting it got blackened out. Yeah. But it's it, it, that's okay because um the the rest of the image is enough to draw your eye back away from that. Uh especially like what what really gets my eye is the blue at the uh, tail end of the wings, uh, it, it's just a really nice, rich blue, almost like a sky blue. And uh, um, I, mean, I think I've seen these butterflies before myself, and, and they're really cool. But adding that stage lighting effect to it just really sets this image off because I think it probably sets the butterfly apart from what would have it would have been lost in the whole image had the background been left in there. 
Yeah. Yeah, I like it. This is a beautiful image. I do love the colors contrasted with the black back background. Black background. There we go. Um, <laughs> and actually, I, I think the iPhone did a pretty good job of... Um, uh, of, uh, you know, um, uh, blurring. Yeah, there we go. That's where I was looking for blurring what needed to be blurred, leaving, um, in focus, what needed to be focused on and, uh, and adding to that depth of field effect. So I think we're, uh, I think this is a, 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 excellent application of all those different features that some of these iPhones have, which I can't do because mine's a seven, but that's all right. <laughs> so congratulations, Marie, you are our post pick of the week winner. If you'd like to be featured as post pick of the week, you have two options. You can go on to our Facebook group and look for our weekly photo challenge and or you can go onto Instagram and use the hashtag tiny shutter when you post your images. And uh, on the off week that we don't pick from the weekly photo challenge, we uh, go to Instagram and look through the 45,000. Well, actually, we look at the last couple weeks of the 45,000 images that have the hashtag tiny shutter and uh, choose from there. So, uh, go go on there and take a look and uh, and then add that hashtag onto your images. All right, uh, we have to pick another another challenge, don't we? Any takers? What about what Dave's been kind of talking about recently? Uh, wrestling. Being old, <laughs> pets, <laughs> running. Uh, no joke. I was going to suggest pets also. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have children. I don't have pets. Yeah, but you, know you can dress them up as pets. Yeah, actually, yeah, my my daughters have been my two youngest have been going around as a cat and a dog. The youngest one's the dog, and she'll chase the cat up a tree or something like that. So, <laughs> there <yeah>. you go. <laughs> oh my word. All right, yeah. I don't have any uh I don't have any objections on that. No. Nope. That sounds good. All right. So and if, and, and if people don't have a pet, they can go to a pet store. There you go. Or as we call it, the free zoo. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh weekly photo challenge is pet pets. I guess Pet photography would be kind of redundant. All right. Um, <laughs> very cool. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's talk about what we've been up to. So, uh, uh, Greg, let's start with you. What have you been up to besides coughing? Oh boy, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks for me. Um, of course, as as everybody knows, I've been sick and uh, and not feeling well <laughs> and. Uh, uh, what I had, well, I guess it started off as a bit of a cold, and I have I have an asthmatic condition, and my asthma flares up when when I get an infection, like a cold. So when I get a cold, my my asthma flares up. I start coughing. Well, this cough has been going on for months, and I finally thought, okay, I got to go to the doctor and see what's going on here. So, um, I I went in and and. He gave me some, you know, some stuff, some, some antibiotics and whatnot. I had a bronchial infection, Ooh. and I don't think it's over just yet. But uh, I am feeling a little better. Like I, I couldn't walk about the house. Like I couldn't walk around the house doing stuff without getting winded after a few minutes. Like if I went down to the rec room and then walk, walk back up the stairs again, I'm winded. I've got, I've got to sit down, or I'm going to start coughing my head off again. So. You know, I've got uh, a couple of different puffers that I'm taking, and, and uh, I'm on the mend. And I missed I missed my my shifts last weekend, and I'll be missing them again this weekend. And 
next week we'll see how it goes before I can even say I'll go back to work. But yeah. I mean, if I can't, if I can't walk around the house without getting winded, um, and, and start coughing and, you know, I've got this, um, this rattle in my trachea and that's where the, uh, you know, the, the phlegm is it's in the, in the trachea, wow. not so much the lungs that the lungs are clear. So, um, once I get this out of the way, I'll be able to get back to work. And, uh, um, I never thought I'd say this, but I can't, can't be soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And, and thankfully, so, uh, thankfully, you, and it, thankfully you were able to make the show because you weren't able to last week and you almost didn't make it this week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> excuse me. I, I almost said, you know, I'll just sit back and listen, but, uh, it, it's actually not too bad talking. Uh, that's another thing that would flare up the cough is if I talk too much, um, I mean, I mean, nobody's ever known me to talk yeah. too much and luckily we can't hear Michelle right now because I'm sure she'd have something to say about that. But anyway, uh, um, no, I, I'm actually, as long as I'm sitting, you know, sitting still and not moving around too much, uh, it's not too bad. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I am glad that I was able to get back on tonight because I really missed being on last week and, um, you know, I, I couldn't even listen to the whole show on Mixler last week. Because I started into a coughing fit and and I had to just go, I had to go lay down or something. But, mm. um, but yeah. So as far as photography goes, I posted. Okay, so I was posting a couple of corridor images on my Instagram feed, um, and I don't know what it was, but I think it was maybe thinking about Stanley Kubrick that made me take a shot of a corridor. And it was in this apartment building, and it was a long corridor. And I, I, when I did the edit, I kind of made it look a little spookier than what it was. So then I, I was in another building somewhere, and I took another shot of a corridor. And I thought, okay, this is pretty cool, because I was getting a lot of response from it. And then when I was kind of laid up and not being able to get out and take any photos, uh, I wasn't able to post a third one. I wanted to have three in a row, but... Um, Andy Butler over at Mobiography, they have a weekly challenge, and it was red. So I had a picture of a red rose that I wanted to post in in that competition or that little challenge. So that kind of interrupted the three. But yesterday I went for a chest x-ray at the hospital, and I managed to snap a quick shot of a, a, a corridor in the hospital with nobody in it. Nice. And, um, and I posted that today. So, uh, But that's that's the <laughs> that's been the extent of my photography. Um uh, other than that, I've been working on a, a blog post, and I'll just get be real quick with this. Um, we talked about this, um, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago? Or I forget. Anyway, Matt and I kind of went back and forth on this a little bit. Um, there was a Reddit post uh, of a coffee cup on a table, and um, somebody made the – it was done in portrait mode – and somebody made a comment about the reflection in the cup had it been shot with a DSLR or, or a camera that will do a proper depth of field um, type of thing. The surface of the coffee in the cup, the, oh, re the yes. reflection, the image, would have been blurred out. Uh, and I thought, okay, no, no. I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta try this. And then I realized, okay, I don't have a DSLR. Oh. Who does? My cousin Michelle, she bought yeah. my camera, so I give her an assignment. I, I didn't tell her why. I didn't tell her why I wanted her to do this, but I said I sent her a screenshot of just the photograph that was on the Reddit post, and I said, "Can you recreate this scene with with the cup with the tea or coffee in it, and try to you know try to emulate the same depth of field that they have there?" Can and, I pause and you for a do second? It, do it. Do it with the eh? Can I? Can I? Can I take a, a wild guess? Well, not a wild guess, but use a little bit of logic and uh, and experience to to say what the results were. Yeah, uh, she had the same results. Yes. Yeah. But she she tried it with the DSLR and she tried it with the iPhone. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to spoil it. Because I want to get this out there, and I, I want people to read it. But um, it was interesting. And when she, so the next day she sent me a text and said, "Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm done. I got the pictures." And 
she was perplexed. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so then, uh, so that I just called her. I said, no, I'm not going to be able to do this in a text message. So no. I called her and I told her why I wanted her to do that. And yeah. then uh, I, I said I was going to make this blog post about it. After, so, after the show, I'll tell you why. Uh, so I don't spoil it for people, but I, I, yeah. I have, I have an idea of, uh, of why that's the case. Okay. But so anyway, okay. So long story short, I'm going to put this blog post out about it. I'm, I might even finish it tonight. I got a lot of it done. Um, Michelle sent me the pictures to put in. So they're her photos. I, I didn't even take any of them, but, um, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting read. I, I was just kind of really taken aback by this whole thing, but Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, as far as photography goes in the last couple of weeks, Michelle did more for me than I did myself, <laughs> and uh, uh, I took a picture of a hallway, that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, we're, we're hoping and praying that you get better soon, uh, so you can go back to work, and then uh, you won't have to cough a lung up, so. All well, right. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, how are you doing? I am well. So, hey, uh, real quick, Greg, did you, you don't have to say what it is, but did you find out why that, that result happens with the, the, uh, reflection? Is that going to be in your blog post? Uh, I will try to find a technical answer. And if I find one, I'll put it to the post, but to, to answer your question, I guess the short answer is no. I, I, I have okay. an idea, but I'll after the but, show I'll I'll talk to you about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be interested to hear what it is because that uh, whenever that was a week or two ago that Greg and I were chatting about this and it was just driving me insane that I couldn't figure out like why that phenomenon was happening and then I even set up. Um, this, the scene basically at my house and, and did the same experiment and uh, you know, obviously got the same results. And I was just like, but why? <laughs> How? I, I, ah, I thought, it's driving me crazy. I, I am Matt sounds like a little kid. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I am biting. I, I'm chomping at the bit to, to tell you, but I'll, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you when, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I had as exciting a week as anybody else, I guess. Um, I don't know. I actually, I, I did manage to get out and do some, uh, iPhone photography over the last week or so. Um, so sa Saturday night, uh, we had good weather and it was nice and clear no uh, stars or anything. And for a few days leading up to the weekend, um, some of the stuff that I follow on like Facebook and stuff uh, was saying there's going to be um, like a uh, uh, crap. I forget what it's called. It's like a charge from the sun that causes the, uh, the Northern lights, you know, the Aurora. Uh, is it um, a, so there's um, going to be like a, a sun flare. Go ahead. Is solar flare, solar flare. Uh, no, it's not what it's called. I, I forget what it's sunspot. Uh, no, oh. in any case, <laughs> stop guessing. Um, in any case, there's going to be, you know, basically like this, uh, storm of, uh, you know, radiation or whatever, like hitting the atmosphere. So there's going to be a good weekend for Northern lights. And they were saying, you know, you're going to be able to see these pretty far south, you know, much further south than typical. So, um, you know, it was saying in Ohio, you'd probably be able to see the northern lights. And the best days, it said, were going to be Friday and Saturday. Well, Friday was uh, rainy, I think, and it was cloudy and whatnot. So that was a no-go. And then Saturday was beautiful. And uh, some of the stuff I was reading said Saturday is going to be the better day. I'm like, great. Well, this is perfect. So I, um, you know, I, I live in Ohio. I live in a fairly large-ish town and there's a lot of other kind of large towns around me. So it's pretty light polluted. And, um, I, I had some spots in mind that I wanted to go to possibly, you know, get away from the light, but it's quite a drive. So, 
I went to this lake that's maybe like 30 minutes or so from my house. There's not a whole lot around it. Um, there is like some light pollution there still, but it's fairly dark. So I went there, could see the stars and everything. I'm like, all right, this is great. Um, had a real good view to the north because that's where the northern lights are going to be, uh, hence the name. And, um, you know, set up my Sony camera. And I was taking pictures um, just here and there because I thought, well, you know, you never know. Sometimes it could be really faint and it could be happening and you don't even know it, um, but they'll show up in a picture. Right. So I was taking shots and then um, I'm not a very patient person. Uh, so I was getting bored and uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to take some pictures of the stars with my iPhone and, and get, you know, some shots like like Mark did like a few weeks ago. And let me tell you, that is very hard, like very hard. So I uh, pointed my phone to the I guess it would have been like the southwest where Orion is, because that's where the brightest stars were in the sky. Like all the stars in Orion are fairly bright. And there was another star near Orion. I forget what it was called, but it was the brightest thing in the sky um, on Saturday night before the moon came up. And um, so first I was like, all right, I'm going to try – what did I try first? Hydra, I think, in night mode. And I didn't like the result that I got. It was awful. And then I tried, um, oh, well, the problem with Hydra was like you really couldn't even see the stars. It like did its thing. And it was basically just a black frame. It was, it was just nothing. So then I thought, all right, let me go and find Mark's post and see what but he used to take his picture of the stars and he used um, slow shutter cam. So I went to slow shutter cam and I put it in the low light mode. And I think I did an exposure of like 30 seconds or something. And oh my gosh, within like five seconds, the noise was like out of control. I mean, you could barely even make out a star because there was so much noise in the picture. It was crazy. So I'm playing around with, um, you know, different shutter speeds and I don't remember what all the different parameters were you could adjust, but if you could adjust it, I was playing with it and trying all these different combinations. I could not get it to not be noisy. And I was like, okay, this is insane. So then I put it in uh, light trails mode, I think. Yeah. Light trails mode. And, um, shot with that and that was better that had a lot cleaner um it produced a lot cleaner image it wasn't quite as noisy it didn't come out as bright as like the the low light mode um but in any case took a couple shots with that i wasn't like super impressed with it i tried specter that was terrible um really didn't get good shots with that so I'm back to square one with trying to do stars with the iPhone or maybe just giving up altogether because I just don't think it's even worth trying really, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) And then to top it off, um, didn't see the Northern Lights. Uh, I started reading reports that the solar storm happened during the day on Saturday. So we missed it. And then... To make it even worse, um, I, t- I took all these pictures that like, I thought they looked really cool. It was kind of like looking down this road um, that I was on. And I have you know a pretty wide lens for my Sony camera, like a 16 mil lens. And I got this like nice wide shots, like looking down the road. And there's the yellow dotted line, um, which I had like just quickly illuminated with the um, the the led light on the iphone or no no i used a headlamp actually and um you know it's just one quick little pass of light it was like the perfect amount of illumination and then you know you uh, the top two-thirds of the picture were just sky and stars and i'm like oh that looks awesome get home put them on my computer they're all out of focus like oh. very badly out of and and so 
that's the other thing that's driving me crazy is, um, you know, focusing at night when it's dark is pretty much impossible. And, um, you know, I could look at like the LCD or something on the, on the back of my camera. And if I put the camera in manual focus mode, then I get focus peaking. And then there's also kind of like a, like a magnification that happens when you turn the focus ring on the lens. So I just point the camera at like the brightest star in the sky. And it, when I turn the focus ring, it kind of zooms in on it in like, you know, digitally. And then the focus peaking happens. So I just wait for the, the red outline to get nice and crisp on that star, which I did. And then I did not touch it. Yeah, I just left that focus ring alone, and apparently it just wasn't right because oh. every single picture, the very, very foreground was in tack sharp focus, and then probably from like 30 feet to infinity was just a blurry mess because I was shooting at f2.8. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so like basically, on the, basically on the, you needed to be in a higher f-stop uh in order to get the uh, the sharpness, but that would have required a longer exposure. Exactly. So yeah. I yeah I wanted to keep my shutter speed really not longer than twenty five seconds because um, you know I don't I want the stars to be you know nice little pinpoints and not really capture the movement of them. And then I also didn't want my ISO to be too high either because I didn't want the images to be too noisy. So uh, I'll try again at some point in time, but that was really discouraging. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going kind of long here. Uh, I did a <laughs> bunch of i <laughs> bunch of iPhone photography on Sunday up in Cleveland. Um, I have one picture that I, I think I shared yesterday of like the Cleveland uh, skyline. Um, it's got like a, I don't know, one of my more creative edits, I suppose you could call it. Um, so I shared that. And then I have a, a series of pictures that I'm going to post together uh, soon here, sometime in the next couple days here, that basically um, is not going to be pretty in any way, shape, or form. It basically uh, is going to depict a die-off of shad so basically it's pictures of a lot of dead fish (laughs) yeah but i I got some kind of interesting pictures of this uh i I don't know if you call it a phenomenon or not but that's sort of what it is um it's gross and fascinating at the same time so uh look for that soon (laughs) and then um like one one last thing real quick. So so I'm there taking pictures of dead fish. I'm like right near Cleveland. And then um, I kind of, I'm done doing that. And I was like, all right, you know, now what should I do? I think I'm going to go in, in the city and find something interesting to photograph. Um, well, as you may or may not know, I, I just got a new car like a couple yeah. weeks ago. And I'm completely enamored with my car. And um so I was like, you know, it'd be cool if I could like find like a somewhere in the city that where I could like park my car in like front of some building and uh, just get a picture of it that looks like it'd be from like a, you know, automotive brochure or, like on their, the, you know, the brand's website or something like that. So that's what I did. I, I went into into downtown Cleveland and, and within like a, a minute, like found this spot on this one street that there was like this big space with no cars parked on it. So I, I parked there and, uh, um, you know, I used, uh, uh, the, the halide I shot it with halide two times zoom with also the moment 58 millimeter lens on it. And then I had the, uh, filter adapter with a polarizer on it to get like the glare out of my car windows and whatnot. Yes. So I must've looked like a weirdo cause <laughs> I'm basically jumping out of my car, like kind of running across the street and like up the street a little ways because that was like kind of a lot of zoom. So I had to get back like, 
I don't know, probably like a good 50 yards from my car to get the, the shot that I wanted, you know, grab a couple shots quick. And I got like a couple other angles and I was like climbing up on a fence around a tree. And I don't know, I was being a weirdo and then went and ran, jumped back in my car. Cause I actually left my car running, you know, which is, <laughs> is probably not recommended in downtown Cleveland, but yeah. Um, in any case, that that was fun. So I, I got I got one shot that I think uh you know came close to the effect that I was looking for. But then I, I shared it in our Facebook group and kinda got torn apart on the for the editing because I kinda got lazy and um the uh the blur wasn't very convincing. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll uh I'll redo the the edit just to uh, appease a couple people. <laughs> That's still a pretty sweet ride. That's a nice looking car. Thanks. Yeah, I really like it a lot. <laughs> so yeah, that's the that's the bulk of what I've done. I did some other things that were just some fun little family things and putting word bubbles on cats and stuff like that. But. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you got to have fun too, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, Dave, how are you doing? Uh, doing good. Uh, I had a little bit more of a boring week than everyone else, it seems, which is never, a, which is sometimes a good thing. Sometimes well, a good. good. Thing. All right. So what I did was be as boring as mine. No, but um, go ahead. I was actually trying to because we mentioned pet photos last week, trying to get some photos in. And we got the dog's little antlers to chew on and just try and get photos of them going out, going at it, which the live photos help with that, with the movement. The only problem is that, especially our Westie Belle, she is stark white (laughs) and it was pretty bright that day. So even against the the couch was kind it's kind of a neutral color, but she just washed everything out so much. Um, mm. that was the only problem with trying to get a photo that way. I, afterwards I thought, oh, idiot, you should have, you know, maybe closed the drapes a little bit or it was one of the nice days that we actually had the windows open. So it was like, let it in, let it air out. We've been closed up for too many months as is. The other thing that's a little bit, I would say if it's photography related, um, and I mean, I did, I did take the picture on, on my iPhone was, I noticed a new, um, I, I shouldn't say new to me. You know, it's one of those things I've discovered something that's been around for years. Yeah. Um, Twitter account called Bodega Cats. And it's at Bodega Cats underscore. Um, apparently, it's something popular in Brooklyn where you have these little convenient like stores, but there's cats living in them. And people love the course, take pictures of cats because the internet is made of cats um, and post pictures of the cats kind of in the displays on the displays. And one of the cats kind of reminded me of, of our Rosie. So I posted as a response. Uh, it was actually a picture of Rosie kind of uh, curled up on a, on a couch, on a, um, on a chair with her paw covering her nose and I posted, oh, and sometimes the nose gets cold. And I thought it was just, you know, one of those little, oh, well, there's something kind of cutesy. And it's, you know, it looks like, oh, there's a cat that kind of looks like mine. For whatever reason, now I know we're not talking, you know, majorly, majorly popular. But for me, the fact that all of a sudden I start getting likes on the photo, likes on the photo, likes on the photo um view just general views of it and yeah i act for for me at least i got over 300 likes on the photo as a reply to somebody (laughs) else so it was like oh okay yeah um and per at least per twitter forty six thousand views of the tweet wow so it's just something completely Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> accidental um it's one of those accidental things where kind of ca- something catches on when you throw it out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, cats. My my daughters want cats, and I'm like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, no. <laughs> I think we should mention too, um, Michelle in the chat room at uh, she liked Matt's rocket videos. Oh yeah. Those so, yeah, cool. I thought that was cool, Matt. That was uh, that was yeah. quite interesting. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Well, I uh, I didn't have a whole lot of photography this week, but uh, t- uh, Saturday uh, we have a car show at the church, and so you know what I'll be doing. I'll be cooking up some hot dogs. Woohoo! All right. Um, no, I'll be taking pictures of cars. <laughs> We're going to have cars and motorcycles and all that. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I actually, uh, some of the students, I, I threatened to let them use my Canon 30D to start taking some photos. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. I'm not going to hand off the 6D to, to some students to walk around and, and use yet. Not yet. Not until uh, not not until I can uh, uh, trust them. <laughs> not not but, until their paper route is big enough that they can afford to replace it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage them to go around and see what kind of photos they can get of uh, of some of the cars and motorcycles and all that. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a fun. Uh, a fun Saturday and, uh, and I'll, I'll post a couple on Instagram. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we may have ourselves a show. Is there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up real quick? I'll nope, take that's, that's it on, <laughs> in my, on, on this side. I'll yep. take that as a no. All right. Well, let me go ahead and play this. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Barely. All right. Uh, let's see here. Matt, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? All right. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Flickr. Maybe I am, probably not. <laughs> and, and sometimes the Artful iPhotography community at M. Hoffman Photo. Awesome. Uh Greg, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at McMillan Photo, on Twitter, McMillan underscore photo, and the Artful Life Photography community as my name, Greg McMillan. Awesome. And Dave, tell everybody where they can find you. Yep, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram as ProfPod. Um, and well, you know, it probably don't want to be out there, but you can also find me running around in circles this Saturday with a whole bunch of other people. Uh, hopefully the rain will end before we all get started to get out and start running. Yeah, very cool. You can find me on Instagram at Joseph Ferreira. You can find links to our show notes, to our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, and other things by going to tinyshutter.com. And if you want to send Mark a love note in hand in like paper form, uh, we actually have an address. Are we giving that out or is that, uh, is that like confidential? <laughs> it is a PO box. So you can, you can send Mark love letters at, uh, do tiny shutter at PO box five, four, three pla place. Stow. P-L-A-I-S-T-O-W, New Hampshire, 03865. Hmm, something seems that's a little off. Oh, well, that's New Hampshire for you. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's go ahead and end this one. Why don't you guys say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye, everybody. Night, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Hey.
Kowalski, what's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, flaming disaster. And the other 5%, irrelevant, sir. I can't. I'm totally paralyzed. I'm all locked up. Your behavior is completely inappropriate. I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. It's barely. So uh, this would take it uh, Bendgate to the whole new level. And can we, we, we would then dub it a uh, hyper extend gate. Yeah. And then Apple would say, you're bending it wrong. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. bending it wrong. All right. And also if they actually did make something like this, it would not start at two thousand dollars. Yeah, because the Samsung one's two thousand dollars. The iPhone one would be well above two thousand dollars. Well, whatever. Greg and I are in. <laughs> oh my word! I can understand maybe um, setting up a you know, iPad mini or something like that and being able to use the other screen, you know, but nah, too many moving parts. What? Yeah. What do you mean? You know, they set it up like uh, you can type on one side of the, of the uh, phone and have yeah, but, it. Uh, but then it would just be stuck in an iPad mini size. That's not the uh, point. The point is to have it smaller. So you can put it in your pocket. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I, I guess, want a 20-inch screen that I can fit in my pocket. That's right. Oh, imagine that little bit of dust or dirt that got in between the two screens. Oh! I, I, I like, will not imagine it. <laughs> no. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right, OtterBox, good luck. Oh. I'm sure you'd still be able to put a... Well, never mind. Nope, never mind. Pretend I wasn't talking. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think that through. (laughs) Oh, my word. I'm actually going to put that first part as the intro. Great. (laughs) I'm good for intro material like every week. Yeah. Oh. Every week. <laughs> <laughs>